he's a little upset. They say, uh, please, just leave my dog alone. Leave my dog alone. It's Robin Liz, is radio. Yeah, she's causing a little bit of a brouhaha, but she's kind of upset because she, she owns a corgi. And we don't know who this woman is, but anyway, she owns a corgi, which is just a little tiny, little cute doggy dog. And um, she said that every time she goes out to walk her dog, people want to pet the dog, blow kisses at it, wave at it, hi, kitty, kitty, kitty dog. And she is annoyed. She's actually sick and tired of it. Because it's increased since the queen passed away. Yes, exactly. Because the queen raised corgis her entire life, that this lady is now, she's like, we can't even take a walk. I get two feet down the road and somebody's... And she's snapping at people because of it. She said her dog is even answering to corgi now because people obviously don't know the dog's name. And so they just yell, corgi, corgi. And now the dog is answering to it, and she can't get the dog to answer to its own name. Oh, no. I know. So I do feel bad for her that this, you know, has become an issue. Uh, I think it will pass soon. Oh, it will. She'll get past this, but she is. She's wagging her finger a bit. She gave one lady a two-minute verbal warning. Two minute long? Yes. Oh, my like, word. Like, so you just need to leave my dog alone. Scott, who does our news, is a cat person. Mm. Yeah. You know, my wife and daughter treat our two cats like royalty. I mean, they are so pampered. But the funny thing about this story, you're talking about the corgi, that, you know, the dog will recognize when it's being talked about. Mm -hmm. And they'll like they have this instinct. And I feel like our two cats have that now. We can be talking about them, not even mentioning their name. And they just sort of, wherever they are, kind of look up at you like, (laughs) I'm listening. I know you're talking about it. Stop talking about my litter box. Mm-hmm. And clean it, by the way, would you? Rob and Liz. His morning crew. Alex is a little girl who was at a hockey game with her family, and something pretty spectacular happened. Uh, nine-year-old Keaton was also at this hockey game, and he won a hockey stick that was signed by all the players of the Winnipeg Jets. Get out, really? he was, like, losing his mind. I guess, you know, they had some sort of ticket thing. They called his name. He goes down. He gets his stick. And he turns around, and he sees Alex. And he thought, hmm, I I think I'll give her my stick. I think I'll give her the hockey stick that I won. The reason that he noticed her is Alex is also about the same age. She's bald. She's fighting cancer. Oh, man. And he, in that moment, immediately was struck by, I can do something kind to change someone's, maybe not life, but certainly perspective of where they are in life. Lightens the load a little bit, right? A little bit. You know? Yeah. And uh, she just sort of looked at him kind of stunned, like, you got to be kidding me. What are you doing? And gave him a big hug. And I I think the Winnipeg Jets are now going to um, be rewarding uh, that little guy. Going to be rewarding them. Yeah, maybe they get him a new stick or maybe some tickets to some future games. But, um, yeah, kindness pays off. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. Dave is one of these guys. He owns a charter boat where he takes, uh, you know, a lot of people. He charges them to to be on this charter so they can fish. He takes them off the coast. He he's from Maine, so he went about twenty miles off the coast, boat full of people, and I guess somebody, you know, starts trying to reel some some fish in. All of a sudden, a mako shark, seven feet, 
jumps into the boat. No, get out. It jumped into the boat. What did they do? Oh, they freaked out a little bit. I'm sure. Dave is... um, guess kind of used to things like this happening not that it happens every time he takes charter out but he's certainly in his career run into this before i'm sure and he also works for um the marine fishery service national oceanic atmospheric administration it's got a long name so in other words he knows what he's doing here he knows what he's doing he you know not that fishermen don't know what they're doing but this guy knows maybe a little more about especially a mako shark so when it was in the boat he got his crew together they tagged it because they can't keep that kind of thing so he tagged it weighed it and then released it tagged it so so they they can can study Oh, look at that. I know. So <laughs> He, every, like, did two jobs at once. He really did. So you look at the people that paid for the charter. Oh, I hope it's exciting. I hope we catch something. Well. You know what? Don't have to ask for your money back. Rob and Liz. His morning crew. Sometimes what's just beneath the surface is the most spectacular. It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio. Like old Kernville. It's a town in California that spends most of its time underwater. Because of the floods that happen in that area, because it's been so dry, all of a sudden this town that a lot of people have forgotten about is resurfacing because the floodwaters are like disappeared. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, wow, look at this. There's a road, there's a town, there's buildings, and there's foundations that are out here. The amazing thing about this town that came into being back in a gold rush in the 1800s was that a lot of movies have been filmed here. Some westerns. Oh, wow. Like with John Wayne has been there. And when the waters are receded, Jurassic Park had a scene here. There was uh, a Star Trek. Uh, there was Fast and Furious that went through this town. <laughs> Fast and Furious through the town. Yeah, through the town. <laughs> I mean, but then it was flooded. You couldn't even see the thing again. Well, now it's receded. You can see, you can see some hotels. Um, let's see, there's an elementary school foundations of buildings that just toppled down completely. I wonder if the um, land is going to be cheaper. I mean, it's it's a proven flood risk. So if you build there, you kind of have to, first of all, get really good insurance. You're right. Um, but, you know, I don't think, I personally would not take the chance. I don't think anybody will. No, But, but you'll see. I mean, all the buildings are, a lot of the buildings are still there. And they're kind of intact, right? You're showing me some, some pictures, are. Robin. I mean, some are you know, much better condition than I would have expected. Some are, yeah. So it's it's quite amazing. So we'll, we'll show some of this. What Liz is alluding to is his radio TV, which is on Roku. By the way, we had some issues with Roku last week. It's back up and going. It was really not removed. It Silly just disappeared. Roku. But Roku channel's back up and going. Apple TV. You can see it on hisradio.com and the My His Radio app. Robin Liz. His Morning Crew. So there are wild cockatoos in Australia. They observe how people, when they roll their garbage to the street to get picked up, they were watching how humans actually open the garbage lid to put the trash in and then close the lid. And so on garbage day, this is when they this is this is when they attack. On garbage day, the cockatoos literally will go to the garbage cans open the lids with their beak and then go in and then, you know, get the food and stuff that's on the inside. Yeah. Rip they, open the bags and everything. They ravage the, the trash bin for everything that's in there. It's wild. So they're not only watching the humans and figuring out, okay, so Tuesday, they don't know it's Tuesday, I guess, but they know that there's a certain day of the week that all the trash gets out to the street 
that's kind of open game for them. Yeah, and there's this one town where the cockatoos just go, okay, oh, look, Tuesday, garbage day. We're out of the street, open up the, the garbage cans, and they're going right through the food and garbage everywhere. I feel like there's a leader back in a basement somewhere, <laughs> and he's saying, okay, guys, we have a two-hour window. Get out there. Robin Liz, his morning crew. This one lady had a makeshift little trailer that she had a calf in. She didn't have, like, the the right kind of towing thing for it, you mm, know. Okay. Whatever you call those things, mm-hmm. you put horses and calves in. Anyway, the calf got loose on the highway. The police came, and it looked like the rodeo. <laughs> I guess so, because the calf is like, wee! Yeah, darting in and out of traffic. Thankfully, the calf was never hurt. Darted into the woods somewhere away from the traffic, and then the police are like, trying to chase this thing down and it's fast oh it's a baby i wonder yeah. i wonder if calves get the zoomies like um some little dogs will get or even just some puppies once they get out and get a little freedom it's just yeah wow that's that's quite the zoomie that liz got there that, that's the way the little dogs do rob and liz his morning crew Kim's along with us at 800-447-7234. If I understand this right, something's going on in your yard. What's what's happening here, Kim? We live out in the country, and I was out in the yard the other day, and I saw these cow patties, you know, in the yard. I'm going to where those cow patties came from. There's no cows or anything. The next morning, I come out to go to work, and there's this big white cow standing in our yard. Over there, a little ways away from our yard, you know. But um, I hollered at it, like, go away. And, and I tell you, they, they, I guess, could be kind of mean because he just sit there literally staring at me. And so I asked my daughter, I said, did y'all see the white cow? And everybody's like, no, Mama, we haven't seen the white cow. And I'm like, well, I promise there's one around. And so, yeah, it, we see it every day just roaming around the neighborhood. And it likes you so much, it's leaving you gifts in your lawn. That's what I don't like, is those <laughs> big cow pets. Kim, when you decide that you want a new pet, you have to put up with those things, too. Well, if I had my choice of pets, it would not be a cow. Robin Liz, his morning crew. Tropical Storm K came through, what was it, last week or the week before that? And it was horrific for a lot of areas. I mean, rain came in with thunderstorms all the way to Las Vegas Mm. at that point. And then because of how dry it's been in Vegas, the floodwaters were pretty severe in a lot of places. As a matter of fact, there was this one couple that was driving and they stopped at 2 in the morning because they're like, we can't even get through this rain. They were exhausted. They were. And so they thought, let's just rest and let's let this thunderstorm just kind of pass us by and be before they know it, the floodwaters were coming. It was all the way up, midway up through that van. I mean, through the windows, they're sitting in the seat, chest high water. And at the last moment when they felt like this is it, it's done for us, a helicopter swoops in and saves them. I mean, you can almost put the soundtrack music, you know, to it. Right? Here it comes. I'm telling you. So here comes the helicopter and then boom, they're out of there and they're safe and they're fine. They lost the van. A lot of people lost a lot of things because of that. And then they show video later on in the day that these helicopters were saving a lot of people throughout the day. That's incredible. You almost expect The Rock to be at the helm of the helicopter. (laughs) Kind of feels like one of those movies, right? Yeah, but they're real-life superheroes. Robin Liz, his morning crew. A pizza out of a vending machine 
It's Robin Liz in the morning, his radio, and they're doing this at a few colleges. My goodness. A pizza out of a vending machine to me does not sound very good. But in Flint, Michigan, Mock College is one of those places. And you literally order your 12-inch pizza. It takes three to four minutes for it, I guess, to bake inside the vending machine or microwave is probably what it's doing. Maybe, yeah. And then they shoot it out the little, the little, what do you call that? The little shoot. The little I guess. shoot. The little opener. And then the is opener there a word has, for that? yeah, an opener. Is that what why is not the word? slot <laughs> slot? That's so, you're so good with words. <laughs> I know. I got all these big words and stuff. Rob and Liz, his morning crew. They're making a. Come back? Mm. I didn't even know they were gone, but they're back. Uh, Were they gone? Oh, they were so gone. Now they're back. It's Robin Liz in the morning. Yeah, there's some fashion that once we move on, let's just keep it there. Please. Leg warmers, they're back. But I think they're worse than they were before. How? How can that even happen? So Sheen is uh, one of these companies that you can order online from, you know, just about anything that you're looking for. And they have brought back... Leg warmers, but they've done it in a way, it's, okay. So you order a pair of denim shorts. Okay. Okay, jean shorts that are paired with a pair of denim leg warmers. So the leg warmers, probably not going to keep your legs that warm, really, but they also match the shorts. Leg warmers, if I remember them, they kind of go from the ankle just past the knee. No, up under the knee, typically, because under you would the slouch them. So wait, so you wear shorts, uh-huh. and then your thighs are, are open, and your knees, and are, then yeah, you have these long grandpa socks on. <laughs> but they're not, they don't fit like socks. They're a little looser than that, than socks, but they do have elastic like at the top. Okay. Okay. But we used to, you know, slouch them when they were worn. Now these are not slouched at all. So you would wear, okay, you would have your workout gear or your skinny jeans or whatnot. Put the leg warmers on on top of all of that. Slouch it down on top of your tennis shoes. Slouch it down. So like if, okay, if you have a pair of grandpa knee socks and you push down from the top down, that's slouching. Okay. Okay, that's kind so of So you the crunch way. them up and you yes. down to the bottom. That's okay. the way the old leg warmers were. That is not the way these are. So they're denim shorts, denim leg warmers. I just say less than Robin Liz, his morning crew. I don't know if you go to Zaxby's, but if you do, you may be familiar with the sauces they have. In particular, the Zax sauce and the tongue torch. Really a spicy. Very. They made those into popsicles just for today. I just, Seriously. Like, why? Ew. I know. It's Robin Liz, his oh. radio. I don't know if I'd even want to try those. I mean, if you had maybe some of the fries or the tenders, maybe the Zach sauce one, maybe. So they call it saucicles. They they say saucicles, and you have to go to a website. Uh, I think it starts at like noon today, and they're free. They are going to be free, which is nice. Wait, so you can't just go to the store and get them? No, no. Th- this is where you have to go on a website, first come, first serve, starting at noon Eastern And then time. you order them, they send them to you? Yeah. Why can't you just get them at the store? Because they want you to go to this website. So, to, uh, yeah. I know. 
just so we talk about just it. Just freeze what? them up. Just <laughs> freeze them up at the store and then sell them. I've got some leftover Zach sauce in my refrigerator right now. Oh, you can make your own. So I will make. You have the popsicle you sticks? One. You'll make me? I don't want you one. You know, I do have popsicle sticks because I make cake pops and I made some that look like popsicles. Yeah. And so I can do that. Okay. I can do that for you. I'll bring you a oh, wow. sauce. A listicle. Lis- a listicle. Oh, boy. <laughs> Robin Liz. His morning crew. This thing they say is old and they're going to sell it. It's Robin Liz. His morning crew on his radio. Yeah, they are. It's an iguanodon. And it is an old fossil, a dinosaur fossil, that they're expecting to bring about $400,000. That's a lot. I mean, they found it, what, a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. And they, well, they had to clean it up and probably, you know, piece it back together. I don't know how long it took. I doubt it was fully intact. And it was found at a construction site. Of all things, you know, it's like, hey, let's build here. Oh, wait, look, all this skeleton. (laughs) <laughs> it's a dinosaur. Yeah, that that face looks a little different and very, very large. But an iguanodon, I did not know there was a species because I hear of the T-Rex and the Velociraptor and, you know, those types. But there's there were so many like this, an iguanodon. I mean, it's... If I understand this correctly, there's an expert that we know, and that would be Scott Watson, who does our news, his son. Your oh, son's wow. like all into Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, my son is the expert, and, uh, of course, he's into that. You know, the T-Rex, the Velociraptor, he's got the Lego sets, and I immediately thought he would be so into this, like a, what is this, a 10- or 11-foot dinosaur? I mean, can you imagine that? It's a Lego set. That big? He would love that. Yeah, I mean, it's big, but, you know, (laughs) next to a T-Rex, not that big. So if he's going to have one in the house, (laughs) this is the one to have. 